0: Welcome to the twentieth episode of In the Vitrine. Ooh, twentieth for twenty twenty. <laughs> My name is Danny, and I'm Nadia. And today we'll be talking about Chinese New Year. Ding ding dong 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 chang. Well, they call it Lunar New Year, or well, yeah, because of the lunar calendar, yes. right?
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, Chinese New Year. I don't know what to say about it. Um, I used to love it as a child. Because it was all about exciting new things Mm -hmm. and, you know, fun traditions. Um, But I feel like the magic has worn off over the years. (laughs) Uh Maybe because now instead of receiving red packets, which is where you get money from um, your parents and um, your older relatives, uh, now I have to give red packets since (laughs) I'm married. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you have to give also, right, this year? No. Not yet The second year I, uh,
0: The second year, okay, yeah All right. So the mm-hmm. lunar calendar is a different type of calendar That um, kind of is in 12-year cycles, right? Cycles, right? Mm-hmm. So this year would be the year of the red mm. And traditionally for the lunar new year People would be buying new clothes mm-hmm. They would do spring cleaning of their homes, declutter, Mm merry condo stuff. Yeah, and making special tidbits, and it's like that one time you see your family members in the year, basically. Yeah, your
1: extended family (laughs) members whom you pretty much avoid (laughs) for most of the year.
0: So I guess it's a version of what we just came out of Christmas, but Mm. for um, people of Chinese ethnicity who celebrate this particular. Thing. Mm. But we were talking about how um, Even when we were running mashup And had to follow the retail calendar mm-hmm. So the festive season began with Christmas And Chinese New Year was one of the other events That yeah. we prepared for So you always had to make sure That your collection had a very prosperous Bright red, mm. orange or mm. blush pink okay. uh, Garment um, yeah. in, your, in your SKUs And there was like After... After that period, things were kind of love, but now as we were discussing, most of us are buying clothes without any reason. Yeah, <laughs> or I think. Event. Th-
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I think in the past the idea is that you know you wouldn't splurge except for when you are ushering the new year and it's prosperous to celebrate it in a big way. Mm-hmm. So aside from and you know like you said buying new clothes and um, preparing tidbits, okay, which are still something I really enjoy (laughs) like pineapple tarts right or my love Um, and you know you would prepare really big feasts as well and it was about sort of um, gathering with your family members and you know just making merry and I don't know I I think now we sort of buy new things throughout the year we don't really need a special occasion Um, so when it comes to Chinese New Year you know the idea that you have to buy something that is appropriate for Chinese New Year just isn't very attractive to me because then you feel like you need to buy something that's like you said red or orange um, or floral mm. right or pink Or sometimes now I think people try their best to just, you know, if you don't wear black, you're okay. (laughs) Or you don't wear like grey, I guess, right? So anything else pretty much goes. It's not that strict.
0: Yeah. But I still love how, I mean, it is a different type of calendar and we're so used to always talking about spring, summer, autumn, winter in the Western calendar, fashion calendar. Mm -hmm. And this is being questioned now as fashion is so global and people are experiencing different seasons all the time and thanks to global warming things are changing as well so traditionally the spring festival as what the lunar new year celebrates was and would have been a very special and important um, way that brands would try to reach Mm. out to their customers as Mm. well right
1: yeah for sure and I mean speaking about that so you know we have um, some local brands would also try to make sure that they have something going for Chinese New Year and one of them would be Ong Shenmugam which is run by Priscilla Shamagam. Mm-hmm. so she would always put out you know a special collection of chong sums or we can call them tea Pao um, and these would obviously sell very well around this time because I think people would think yes you know it is a big purchase um, it's not something that's like fast fashion or something that's really affordable so maybe for this Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year I'm going to splurge you know, on myself and buy an Ong Shenmergem Chong Sam um, but what Priscilla did this time round aside from having that collection was to launch something called uh, Om Ed so um, it's pretty much about, you know, edition work mm-hmm. um, and it's at a lower price point, a more affordable price point and for the first edition, so that's why it's Ed edition, she collaborated with a local graphic designer um, called Ella Zheng Who's an, a LaSalle oh, alumni, alum, right? Yeah. yeah. So she... Uh, a LaSalle alumnus. So she created these amazing prints that kind of reinterpret Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, I bought a dress from this collection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually my first... Ong Morgan piece because I I
0: think... You write quite a bit about her and...
1: I do. I I do research quite a bit about um, Priscilla's work and I have presented, you know, um, at conferences about what she does and how that represents the way fashion businesses are run in Singapore Mm -hmm. or like more generally in Southeast Asia. Um, So I bought this really cute dress. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not... I wouldn't call it beautiful. It's just really cute and tongue-in-cheek. You've seen it, right? It's really fun. It is very fun. Um, So it's this um what's a midi length or maxi length kind of dress it has black and white stripes um, and then it has these mandarin oranges yeah which are of course something that you offer to other people when you visit their homes during chinese new year you always do them in, in pairs, pairs cuz that's um, something about prosperity in pairs and so the motifs are you know these oranges in pairs and also these ninjas <laughs> it's so it's really cute. fun, you know, like a cute juxtaposition of two things you wouldn't really put together. And what makes it um a very attractive purchase for me are the pom poms mm-hmm. that are at the ends of the shoulder ties. Yeah. Um so they resemble oranges as well and I find that really cute. And it's a very comfortable dress. So the only complaint I have about the dress is it has no pockets. Because <laughs> I love a dress with pockets, right? I mean, where would you put your hands otherwise? Or where would you put, like, little things? I don't know. So that's that's the only thing. Um, I, yeah,
0: I think it's a very fun collaboration mm. and it really... Um, it seems to be taking the... Well, at least the brand or this diffusion line into a very... Uh, a younger, more pop style. Because you know? the... Silhouettes don't necessarily uh, reference traditional no. um, textiles and silhouette and detailing like the Cheongsam silhouette. That's right. Detail. And however, it still celebrates this idea of Asian-ness in terms of like having a Singaporean illustrator mm. and supporting something that maybe in the future would be looked at as symptomatic of this time.
1: For sure. And I really like that when they wrote about this collection. Um, so they say here on the website that you know, the first edition of OMAD features Singaporean graphic designer and illustrator Ella Jung, who was given a deceptively simple brief <laughs> to express her sentiments about the Bermuda Triangle of Chinese New Year, Asian women and expectations. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting because I mean, you know, I I was thinking about this in terms of dress. I mean when you are going for visiting during Chinese New Year to like relatives you usually see once a year, right? Yeah. So like, you know, granduncles or like, you know, cousins once removed or something, right? Yeah. So you would um you would want to wear something that shows that you're doing well. I mean there are all these expectations, isn't That's it? That's true. Yeah, but then you don't want to, for example, reveal a lot of skin. Yes. Right? So that's also another concern. Um, But I think what they mean here in terms of the Bermuda Triangle of um, Chinese New Year, Asian women and expectations is that if you're unmarried, for instance, you will always get that question. So do you have a boyfriend, right? Um, I don't know whether we are progressive enough a society where people will ask, "So do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend?" Maybe just like, "Do you have a partner? Are you gonna get married soon?" Um, and if you're married, they'll ask you, "Are you gonna have children soon?" Yeah. So there are always these like annoying questions that you know you are like, "Why would I even bother answering you?" Because like you know, I don't really care for your opinion, but yeah. it's still. Grates on your nerves Right You know That these questions Are asked
0: I don't know how People who don't Grow up in this Kind of Culture Mm. Would feel like When they are asked Those kind of questions Like I remember Having a friend From overseas And they were asked From They were asked A question like Oh so how much Do you earn And they're like Oh we just don't Talk about things like that You don't even ask me How I am What are my dreams Yeah (laughs) And then you're asking me Like this very, these very strange questions about what stage of your life you're at. Have yes. you reached the next checkpoint? Yeah, exactly. D- have you ticked the next box? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and how do I put you in a box as well? You know, like this is the natural progression of your life as I have seen it for mm-hmm. you. So I don't know. Okay, so now, now think, that I'm talking about this, I, I feel a bit annoying <laughs> about going to next week.
0: Do you think clothing does help to navigate this kind of social functions? I'm not sure has it helped you before? I don't know, I think I just try to not be too conspicuous, yes, yeah. <laughs> there is definitely that, yeah,
1: and also i I try not to put on lipstick because I need to eat all the tippets, but that's just a practicality, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I mean it's a small capsule collection with mm. these um with these illustrations and mm. another thing to note, I guess would be um the campaign, right? How yeah. she communicates this campaign and so, who she has chosen to for sure. So I think
1: Priscilla is always very smart about how she launches each collection. She's a really good storyteller and excellent businesswoman. Um, and so for this collection she gathered creatives from the Singapore from Singapore. Um, so you know people who uh, you know have some kind of design related um, jobs and I think what was interesting also was for the presentation, um, for the launch. So I went to to this thing, and then they had, like, these beanbags strewn all over Atelier. And I'm not sure whether it was planned or just impromptu, but there were lots of performances that night.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, like, there was a singer there. She wasn't part of the campaign, but, like, um, I think her name was Vanessa, and she sang. I hope I got her name right. I think it's Vanessa. <laughs> and so she sang, and... Um, I believe there was also poetry reading, you know, from um, a local female poet, Amanda Lee Kuo. Oh, and, oh uh, yes.
0: She has a new book that was released last year. So I think she was reading from her book or something right. like that. And, she's in the campaign as well.
1: Oh, okay. She's yeah, in the campaign. Okay, I missed it. Okay, yeah, that's true. And then there was some dancing. I didn't say the whole thing. Oh, okay. um, but there was some dancing. And there was also um, a guy in one of the outfits. Oh, like really? the shirt and pants outfit. I think he was <laughs> rapping. Um, so it was quite fun, I guess, you know, but it also felt very intimate and, you know, for people who were already, you know, who, who already knew each other. Okay. So I think sometimes going to these presentations, you feel that you're kind of, I always feel like an insider-outsider because I'm like, yes, I'm invited and I kind of know like one or two people who are there, but then I don't really know like the whole crew. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like you're kind of outsider looking in at what's going on. Um, So it it always feels a bit awkward at times. So maybe it's just me, I don't know. Maybe I'm just naturally awkward. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that was what it was. And what I liked most about the presentation was finding out the price of the outfits, actually. (laughs) Uh, I thought, um, you know, for an outfit like this to cost 249 Singapore dollars, that's pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, compared to most of the custom-made pieces that she does, Yeah, right? or like
1: the main collections, you know, and if we compare this price point with what I could get elsewhere for like, you know, a brand that I wouldn't have such a close relationship or association with, then I think this is well worth, you know, the the money yeah. I spent. Yeah, and the dress is really comfortable, so I'm glad. <laughs> mm.
0: well, speaking of awkward things, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went for an awkward party. Actually, I went um, over the December holidays, but... I've just kind of woken up from 2019. <laughs> okay. and arrived at 2020, so welcome <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, and the awkward party was something that I just kind of came across on social media and I really in- like really like the aesthetics and they were actually looking at things like gatherings, like Chinese New Year gatherings and any kind of like social functions that you are forced to attend. Mm-hmm. And I guess the idea was... They, they could only ha- have 30 people in that space. And the idea was that... Well, the idea w- was hoping that... Not everybody would know each other. So that it really becomes a very awkward thing. Mm. And what you say about like arriving at this kind of events. And fashion does tend to play on this idea of like being an insider. And playing... Um, getting people to feel like they are in the know. And that gives them cultural capital. Mm. So this the experiment that they did was trying to put people in this strange environment and they planted um, like six people that were had different personas okay and i didn't know that and sometimes oh. and after i received the post event email about all the different personalities i was still a bit confused i was like oh so were they acting or was that themselves okay so i guess they succeeded in being awkward yeah i guess so and they also did um they collaborated with this floral arrangement company mm-hmm. called this humid house oh i love their work yeah they do beautiful arrangements yeah
1: and they l- i like that they use really unusual um
0: wildflowers yeah, I was, yeah. yeah and
1: even like vegetables yeah um so actually speaking of this humid house um Priscilla actually also launched, I think she's really diversifying yeah, these mm-hmm. past few months, so she also launched this tableware collection, mm-hmm. um, and she had um, a presentation at Violet Woon, mm-hmm. um, Violet Woods Restaurant at National Gallery Singapore, and they did a beautiful sort of floral installation as well, this humid house, yeah. for, for that. yeah. So nice. And I love that they use this white bitter gourd, you know, this really oh. strange kind of vegetable, um, but pizza. very beautiful, you know, it's an unexpected addition to. Oh,
0: that's very beautiful. It really yeah. is like a huge white gourd with lots of little bumps.
1: Yeah, and up. crevices. Yeah. yeah. And it has this kind of like glossy um, exterior oh, yeah, that's very that, attractive. That's very, very yeah. nice.
0: Mm. Yeah. And then in the awkward party, they. So they had some uh, arrangements by this humid house, and then they had all this food mm-hmm. that was actually jelly. Okay. And they had meat. And so when you ate it, it was really weird. And then people oh, no. will tell you that it's gross. But you will still try it.
1: Because you have to. As part of the, the experience, spirit of right? the awkward yes. party. Yeah.
0: So it was, uh, it was very awkward. So they, <laughs> well done, awkward American. party world. <laughs> well, I
1: met Rachel during the Why Not panel. Oh, okay. um, so Rachel oh, yes, Chong is from um, Closet Children, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how they've also paid attention to. Well, in the write-up, it's talking about how um, the party re- is reminiscent of uncomfortable family gatherings from childhood. Yes. And that is
0: totally so what Chinese CNY,
1: I mean, Chinese New Year. So we call it CNY because Chinese New Year is just a mouthful after you say it a few times. Um, it's all about... I guess we've been... We've all been scarred by CNY. Yeah. Maybe that's why you need all the, like food and cookies and like you know sweet treats (laughs) and money to kind of lubricate the experience that's true yeah well we're gearing towards Mm. another new year what about you are gonna buy anything new this year
0: no in fact last year i rented something from style theory okay and this year i'm just gonna wear maybe a kabaya or something from my wardrobe that's nice yeah I mean, yeah. I'm bicultural, so mm. Chinese New Year hasn't always been a very strict affair for me. Mm. But I do know friends who would have kept some of the traditions very strictly. Yeah. And every year, one thing I look forward to is going for to my friend's house because his dad would get a lion dance. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm always so impressed by lion dance troops, um, yeah. and they work so hard during CNY because yeah. they they need to get as much money as possible. Yeah, so that lion dance, yeah, the that one time of the year. Because if not, then you have to wait for like you know grand openings of like mm. shops that are owned by really traditional Chinese, yeah. you know, who would want the lion dance yeah. troop.
0: And fun fact, they wear these shoes that look like tabby boots. They like do,
1: <laughs> yeah, but for like really functional reasons, so that they yeah. can like grip onto where yeah. they're going. And I'm. Um, yeah, and you know, the uh, the person who's at the back, I always think that's like really hard because you have, they to, have bend. to bend down. Yeah, and then you, are, you have to follow the f- the person in the front. Yeah. You know, and then you have to leap up on like benches and stools and sometimes tables. It's a lot of hard work. Um, I don't know how that began, though. You know, this lion dance thing. I mean, it's something about being prosperous. Prosperous. Yeah.
0: And I mean, dancing and. Ceremonies and rituals are used in many cultures to usher in true good fortune. Yeah, and
1: it's very noisy. You know, there's a lot of yeah.
0: like we call it tong tong chang, right? Because yeah. I mean, literally, you hear the tong tong chang sound yeah, with meant the symbols. To ward off yeah. Bad spirits. That's and true. Like, announce that the new year
1: is here. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay, I hope I get to see see one this year as well for CNY. Um, for me, well. I sometimes feel quite bad that I don't really want to partake in all these um, kind of traditions because, I mean, I have two boys, right? And they're four and two. And I sometimes think like, oh, you know, I should be more excited. I should like, you know, get them to, I don't know, do spring cleaning with me. I should prepare <laughs> like new clothes and new pajamas for them. But then, you know, like... Life happens, and then you're kind of hurtling towards like CNY, and then, oh no, it's like the few days before. <laughs> so I'm always thinking to myself throughout that year, like, okay, I'll buy this. And you can kind of work for Chinese New Year. Okay, so I'll just keep it first. And then, you know, when it's time, then I'm not scrambling Yeah. Um, last minute for things to do. Um, yeah, but now that I'm talking about pyjamas, I remember that when, as a kid, I would always get fresh sets of pyjamas for CNY. I mean, that was like a really big thing.
0: That's so cute.
1: Yeah, and you know, you would buy it not at like a department store or anything like that, but at this thing's called pasamalam. Oh. Um so malam literally means market night or night market. night market. Um and these are well, they are the original pop-up events, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, you know, they would pop up um, at neighbourhoods, you know, and they would sell all manners of things. Like you can buy everything from, okay, definitely food. Nail
0: clippers,
1: yeah. oh, socks. Yeah. Exactly, um, pyjamas, um, I don't know, bed sheets um, sometimes like counterfeit items, <laughs> like counterfeit wallets and bags and things like that. Um, sometimes the bigger Passamalams They would have games as well Yeah Right that you could play And they would line You know the pavements And like um, At void decks And it was always very exciting because then, you know, there's something fun happening in the neighbourhood and you could go down after dinner and, like, shop and buy things. My most vivid memory of a pasta Malam was when I ate cotton candy and it got caught in a girl's wet hair. Like, she had just showered clearly (laughs) and, like, was in her pyjamas and she came down and I (laughs) was eating my cotton candy and I just swung into her hair, like... (laughs) And then I think I I just quickly ran away (laughs) so that her mom wouldn't catch me. But anyway, you know, like, again, memories from childhood. Yeah. Things that stick with you. Haha, stick with you.
0: But then in that case, it it would be so, I mean, the idea is very nice, right? That, okay, you don't buy anything, but you Mm. do buy it only for this special occasion. And then that garment reminds you of that special occasion for Mm. the next few years to come.
1: Yeah but like If you're only buying something That works for Siena Like it's you know It's too floral or too red You know for like Normal wearing Then that's not Very environmentally friendly Which we're very concerned about These days That's true Yeah
0: Don't buy anything
1: Yeah just don't buy anything Just rent And (laughs) uh, reuse um, And recycle (laughs) I don't know I'm still very concerned About all the plastic packaging That we have in (laughs) Singapore Like it It stresses me out now When I go eat At Hawker centres especially I don't really understand why they they have, like, single-use plastic when you can just wash.
0: Well, you're going to see a lot of that in during Chinese New Year. Oh,
1: good lord. Yes, we will. Okay, but we shall not digress from our focus on dress <laughs> for this um, podcast. Well, so, okay. I guess we will have our experiences from CMI to share um, the next time. Or we'll talk about something else. I'm not sure. We'll see. Yep. Okay thank you so much for listening Um, and if you like what you hear please subscribe to In The Vitrine um, on SoundCloud Spotify or Apple Podcasts. and we would love if you could follow us on Instagram where Danny uploads lots of amazing images that relate to what we speak about during each podcast episode thank you until the next time Bye bye bye